0: all right doug or my cousin skeeter doug I
1: hated cousin skeeter
0: what you are disrespecting the culture right now. i didn't
1: like i like the theme song but i just couldn't get past the fact that he was a puppet a puppet
0: girl you tripping you yeah, know <laughs> you are straight tripping okay snoop Dogg or ice cube Snoop, all day. Okay, I'll give it to you. In Living Color or SNL? Saturday Night Live.
1: Ooh, I can't ever really say i watched In Living Color. Like, I know, like, what is it? Where Damon Wayans and somebody else, and they did the two snaps in a Z. Mm-hmm. Um, and then SNL, I've only watched it when celebrities I don't
0: have have been on it. So you've never, like, went on YouTube and, like, tried to watch no. any of it? No. Okay, so my father kind of was, like, one of those big black TV watchers back in the day. Like, he was watching Sanford and Son. He mm-hmm. was watching Martin. All of these things. So when I came along, he was like, okay, I'm going to instill this in you. Right. So he kind of, I don't know if he recorded it, but he was able to pull that, like... Of all the episodes up and I pretty much walked not every episode but I watched majority of it so I would say in lemon because I felt like they were so fucking stupid <laughs> and it was just so hilarious they're to are me. a
1: funny ass fucking family um I don't know I just because I would just have to say SNL only because I can say that I've actually seen a few episodes of SNL
0: okay that's fine, because that's, that's more of this But isn't generation. it, like, I would
1: call it, like, the grown-up version of all that.
0: Yeah. Because majority, well, not majority, but, what, just Keenan is on there?
1: Keenan's on there, yeah.
0: Yeah. So uh, that's the first thing I think of when I see Keenan. is just going back to all that. I yeah. don't know why. That's just me. <laughs> well, anyway, anyway. Um, hey, guys. Welcome to this episode of Hashtag Nobody Famous. I am Arshae, better known as Shay. Yeah. <laughs> Ma'am. Ar- you...
1: you know what? No, no, no. Hey, guys, it's Alex. You know what's weird? I never call you Shay.
0: You don't, and that's why I'm like, okay. So should I just go ahead and be A. N. A. Alex and R. Shay, or should I just go by what everybody else calls me, which is Shay? So well, if they,
1: but no, if you, I was introduced to you as Shay, so that's. But what, you I mean, never. I mean, no, 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 not as Shay as R. So that's what I'm going to call you. But it's funny because when my friend was texting about one of the episodes. She was like oh um shay something something and i'm like who the fuck and i was like oh our shay our shay
0: that's disrespectful but it's okay i'll take okay. it i'll take okay. it all right so in the news today um it's like this hashtag that is uh was born but now the kind of issue is kind of taken care of anyway but i'm just gonna give you some backstory this hashtag don't mute dc mm-hmm. did you hear anything about that
1: Yes, so Dome U D.C. started obviously in D.C. Um, there was a local, I think it was Metro PCS.
0: Yes, so before they were Metro PCS, I believe that they were a T-Mobile, but you know how T-Mobile and Metro PCS, they kind of merged, like merged together, and now they're one company. Something to that aspect. However, but Go um, Go Music has been playing out of that that, that specific building right. and on that block since 1995. Right. Okay? So what you're not going to do wait, is try wait. to come in here, <laughs> white people. But wait, let's give it background. Let's okay, give it Okay, I just wanted to make sure everybody knew that. Okay. Okay.
1: So, long story short, um, this particular uh, storefront has been playing Go-Go Music, which is the native music of the D.C. area. Along with
0: our mumbo sauce. Yes. <laughs> along, with,
1: along with the mumbo sauce. um, And... Like, on a daily, it's, in a, it's a community. Like, you walk past the store, they're playing the music. If you're in your car, you turn your windows down, they're playing music. Right. And as you all know, D.C. is undergoing tremendous gentrification um, in the area. And it's literally, like, every time I go to D.C., I feel like I, I don't recognize it anymore. But some of the people who live in the uh, surrounding neighborhoods, the white people, mm-hmm. who have moved in, um, have been complaining about uh, the noise. So there was a, a clip where the man who actually owns the store, he was on the news, he was interviewing the person and the this white man was there and he was saying, you know, I just think it's disrespectful, it's hurting my ears when I'm walking down the street. <clears throat> I like go-go music, it's part of DC culture, but I just feel like the music is too loud. Okay, well, they tried to turn turn
0: tone the music down. <laughs> they even tried to play like softer go-go, uh, softer jazz type of go-go music to, to uh, you know, make these little people happy, but um, I, I, I just don't understand. So basically, the person that complained, that's why I was like, I'll go by Arshay today. The girl's name was Shay. Hmm. And she lived in, like, in a luxury complex that was near the Metro PCS where the music was playing.
1: Oh, they got her name.
0: They, they don't have her whole name. They just put Shay. And I was like, you know what? This episode, um, my name is Arshay. <laughs> <laughs> So, um... So, they're saying the business is not in any violation of any uh, laws regarding the noise or anything. No it's, it, right. it's never been, like, a big issue. However, they have received a lot of complaints. Not necessarily saying it's just coming from the white people. It's just coming from people in general. But I'm pretty sure it's not coming from the residents of the District of Columbia because that's something that we've grown up on.
1: I feel like... But, see, this speaks... This is my issue, and I think this is the bigger conversation about the gentrification. Because... Did you ever watch, um, Spike Lee did it, uh, what is that remake of that movie that he did, but he turned into a show?
0: Mm. She's gotta have it. Okay.
1: So they were in Brooklyn, and their city, their neighborhood was also undergoing gentrification. And the woman was complaining that, you know, like, oh, you're out here, and it's on the stoop and, this and the and third he was just like you know you're gentrifying it you are coming into our neighborhood you choose to live here but you're asking us to change the culture that has already been here we play our music in the morning we're brooklyn we party we live in new york this and the third and i think that's the, been the bigger issue um with dc is just that you know with the gentrification not only you know is it cleaning up the city a bit so to speak but people are coming in who are not from this area who feel, okay, I've got my money now. I'm paying to live here. So because of that, because I'm uncomfortable, I need you now to change up what you've Everything been doing. that
0: you've been doing.
1: <laughs> and, and it's see, heartbreaking.
0: I need people to understand that D.C. is not New York. But D.C. is starting to be built up like New York. Like, they're throwing up... These expensive-ass apartment complexes. Yeah. With little to no fucking space. No place to park. And you're expecting people to pay $4,000 a month for a studio apartment so you're pushing out the community that's already there yeah. to make way for other people that are coming in if yeah. you're going to come into something you need to embrace everything nobody's asking you yeah. to put your two cents on anything yeah. okay i'm really passionate about this because i was born and raised in southeast and all we did was go go having fun outside oh, the yeah. summertime. Like, who are you to come in and say that we can't do this anymore? Right. We're a community, and this is how we
1: function. Yeah, and the thing is too, like you don't go to another country and tell people because I'm here and what the language that you're speaking is making me uncomfortable. Please stop speaking in your language. You don't do that. You chose to go ahead and to live into a city. And in fact, D.C. has the nickname Chocolate City, um, and D.C. was a predominantly black area. The D.M.V. area consists of the metropolitan area of um, D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. And there's a lot of affluent black um, There's affluent black communities in the area, and there's a lot of culture and enrichment and food and everything like that. Anyways, um, D.C. has now gone down to the black people being 60% in D.C.,
0: and that's because they're throwing yeah. up all these fucking up and people cannot afford condos to live there. and they can't afford to live there anymore. Yeah. So now we're getting pushed out to Southern Maryland, further down. Granted, those are better communities and areas for our kids to 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 learn right. and different things like that and to grow, but we wanna stay where our roots are. Yeah. Our roots are in, in the heart of DC. Yeah.
1: And the problem is is that you know, in with the gentrification, a lot of what they are doing is, um, and this is where I just I need Black people, I need you all to listen. You know, mm-hmm. I would say the difference between a lot of with our community is that we don't necessarily pass down generational wealth. So what's happening is is that, and I say that to say, um, literally there are people who are these families have been here for you know, house has been passed down from their grandmother to their parent to them and what's happening is that people are coming into these communities because they're trying to buy it out and they're knocking on the doors, Hey, I'll pay you cash to live to to buy your house and they go ahead and they sell it and they jack up the prices to two, four, or five, sometimes six times it's it's worth. Like they're they're doing that. And, you know and we're funny? not we're not educated enough. We're not educated enough and we're taking the money. Oh, there's money right here. And instead of doing that, we are pushing ourselves out. Because you know what? You take that money, we can't afford to buy anything else. We can't afford to go ahead and to buy something else in the city. So I think it's really, really important that for people, you know, for those of you who do own homes in D.C. And it's been passed in in your family, like I urge you, I encourage you to please educate yourself. Do not sell your home. You have rights. Your family has been there for years and years and years. But as I'm telling you, they're coming in your neighborhoods and you're never going to be able to afford, sadly, or a good majority of us, to ever be there again. So it's starting out, and it started out, remember, over at Gallery Place, mm-hmm. where people were playing the go-go music outside and they had, like, people performing and things like that. And it was becoming, it started over there with the Nor- a noise ordinance. Mm-hmm. And they wanted people to stop playing. Every time I go to D.C. Gallery Place, I know that when I come up from the Metro, I'm going to see somebody You're going to see somebody playing, playing
0: drums, singing. different things like that. Different things,
1: but now with everything, and I knew things were changing when I've gone into certain neighborhoods and I see the white people walking their dogs. mm -hmm. They're not afraid. It's Whole Foods popping up. It's these little shops, and I like Whole Foods. I think we should also, I think it's great that we should have these things in our community. I'm
0: not against, and I don't want anybody to feel like that, I'm not against the great things that are coming to our area. What I'm against are the things that People are trying out. to push us out. Yes. This was a community-based atmosphere to begin with, and now you're running out the community right. to make way for people to feel comfortable.
1: And the thing is, is that it's such a fad. When I when I went to the African American Museum, they had a whole section in there on it. And initially, people who lived in the cities were typically deemed to be poor. When you got money, you wanted to go ahead and move out of the city, and you wanted to live out into the suburbs. Now... With everything being convenient and things like that, people are getting rid of their cars. Everybody wants to live here. D.C. has a million and one nonprofits that are not run by us. Might I add? <laughs> okay, and they're trying to quote unquote help the community, but none of us are in there. And I feel very strongly and passionate about you cannot move into and you cannot go into a place and it, that's already established that has its own comfortable that has its own culture and then try to so that you feel comfortable want to change. No, you either adapt or you leave. Period. Basically,
0: I vote for leave.
1: Yes. So, I love the
0: change that's coming, yes. but I'm not interested in anything else that you're trying to do. Yes.
1: But in good news, though, um, T-Mobile stepped in and they support, they are in support of the storefront. And they, I guess they won the case and there was like a big, uh, like, movement going on outside of there. And they're allowed to continue playing their music. So I'm, I'm really happy. happy about that. Yes.
0: All right, moving on to celebrity news. Um, So there was a little clip because it's so freaking funny. So the li- the clip that I saw, it was playing, it was uh Jacques singing Element Ele- Mai, Ele- Ele- I can never say this girl's name. Ella
1: Mai Ella, May?
0: Ella, May. Ella May's song. Is that um, how you say
1: it? I don't know how
0: to say it. I think that's how you say her name. Okay. Ella. She knows her name. She
1: knows it. And y'all anyway, know, who, and y'all know
0: who we talking about. So, it's a clip of her playing the song, and then there is a tweet following the song from her. Girl, And it honey. says... Because she, she snaps my edges. I would be so embarrassed if someone brought me on stage, and the only thing I can do was to sing somebody else's song because nobody knew my actual music. Poor thing. Yeah. I was like... She is coming for the dreads. do yeah. dreads, right? Yes. Okay. She is coming yes. for the dreads. So, I was like, Jesus. or
1: Jacquees or whatever his ja- name is. Isn't it Jacquees? Jacquees. Jacquees. We'll, go,
0: we'll go with Jacquees. because that's who I we're think talking about?
1: Right. The one who called himself the self-proclaimed king of, of R&B. R&B.
0: Now, that's what I wanted to talk to you about. Okay. Girl first by, of go all. Ahead, go ahead. First please, of all. Please, go ahead. Okay. I don't know how old this little child is, but you are nobody's king of R&B, sir. Nobody. Who would you say is the king of RB? Ooh. I'm going to have to take it back. Like Al Green, Sam Cooke, like back in those days. Okay, type okay.
1: Of, Better question. What would you qualify to make someone the king of RB? With? Your
0: own songs. Yes. Shade so intended. All,
1: so, first of all, now, what? Okay, so Jaquist or Jaquist, whatever his name is, he did a cover, he did his own version of LMA's song. What was it Trippin'?
0: Yeah, I think it was Trippin'. That I, like he,
1: I think he also did Boot Up.
0: He did Boot Up, too.
1: Okay, so he did both of her songs, and there was an issue because radios were beginning to play it, and it started to be being linked to streaming services. Mm-hmm. So her record label, you know, as of production rights or whatever it is, they pulled the music. And initially she was saying, no, we don't have any issue, you know, I'm a fan of his, yada, 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 yada. But now he goes on stage, and he is... He was brought out on stage by Drake. And he's singing her song. Well, he's singing his version of her song. Now, for me, if you are the king of R&B, she made a point. Why do you have to go on there? And why are you singing that song?
0: Okay. So Drizzy, because it was his concert. And I think Tory Lanez bought Jacquees on stage. Mm. So Drizzy says, first of all, he hates performing that song. They pulled him like but this isn't Drake, though,
1: up. just so y'all know. This is Drizzy. Drizzy is different. Who is Drizzy? Drizzy is uh, another rapper. Drake's Twitter and Instagram is Champagne Poppy.
0: Oh. Yeah. I thought this was Drizzy Drake. No, no. Anyway. Okay, so Drizzy says, first of all, he hates performing this song. They put him on the spot, and he didn't even want to perform. So I was like, mm, okay. Yeah, okay the shade continues and where's this post Jaquie says i am well, oh, wait i am not who's that okay
1: twitter is so hard to follow up on like when i'm reading these stories and i'm trying to figure out who said what and this is i guess it's another reason why i'm not as active on our twitter page because i don't understand how it works so dreezy said dreezy came to the rescue first right Okay, so
0: that. one of... Somebody's follower says, can you say lawsuit even if you cleared it up with DJ Mustard, that still hasn't cleared... It still hasn't been cleared up with Ellen May. It is still her song and it's still the label's song. The label takes all, takes it off the copyrights. The label took it off for copyrights. And then he right. added Jacquees. Come on now. You better do better than that. And then Jacquees... Added this person and said, "I'm not him." I don't know what the fuck that means. I'm not him.
1: Wait, didn't they add the wrong? They added the wrong person. Ooh, they did. Okay, anyways, tell me what you think is shady. Oh, that's embarrassing. Yeah, but no, but jacques did end up responding. Saying that it was all love between him and Lauren uh, not, Look Lauren at you. Landed. I'm a, y'all is the Hustle Hustle Funeral is on, so my mind is frazzled and everywhere else but where it needs to be. No. He did say that he has love for Ella May. My May. So May Mai <laughs> <laughs> What do you think about
0: what she said? I think it was all shade intended. She's probably sick of hearing all of these covers being made. We want real. Okay, if you're gonna be an artist, right. It's cool and Danny that everybody gets their start on social media doing covers for everybody else's right. song. That's because fine. that's how they both start. Once you get a, a a actual record label, people are expecting you to make your own music. So just for him to be performing all of these covers, I would feel some type of way too, because now that's taking money out my pocket, because now people want to listen to your covers.
1: I think okay, I was as, I'm a person who like I love covers. I love 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 covers. When I get on YouTube, that's what I do. And I can honestly say I've definitely heard some covers and I've liked them more
0: than the original version. The original version.
1: I, I However, you don't go onto someone's show like they invite you out whatever it is and if you are proclaiming yourself to be this like R&B King, whatever the situation is, you don't get up there and not do your own song. But maybe he felt like the only reason I see him maybe doing that, or maybe he did that, like, if he had, like, a little set, and maybe he did that as, like, the third or fourth song, if he did, like, five songs. But the only reason I could see him not doing that is because he knew that the audience didn't know his own song. Because I've seen that, um, I went to... When August Alcina was at the Fillmore, like a long time ago when he first came out, Tiana Taylor was opening for him. And she had that one song, I don't remember what it's called, I don't remember how it goes, but whatever. And then the rest of her songs were covers. So, but to me, I think it was, I appreciated it because I didn't know any of her other shit. I appreciated it for that aspect, but I felt like with Jackie Snell... You can't be calling, if he didn't call himself what he did, I'd have be been like, alright, whatever, fuck it, fuck it. But that just speaks to him that, you know, you gotta hone in on your own craft. You gotta make sure people are out here. And I'm not mad at Ella May about it. I'm not either. She
0: basically saying, don't I
1: sing my
0: shit. I am not either. Don't sing my shit unless you're
1: giving me a chat. Um, well. Well. <laughs> but, that happened, <laughs> but that happened, like, do you ever listen to YouTube covers? No.
0: Honestly, when I get on YouTube, you know my addiction is to makeup and yeah. and hair, so that's what I get on and I do. Okay,
1: have you ever heard a remix to a song and then you like it better than the original? <sighs> Not really. Mm-hmm. Think about Wayne. Think about Circle when Wayne was doing like his mixtapes and when he was hopping on people's remixes. Okay,
0: well, I don't I- think that's a good example because... Uh, what people don't know about me, I like Lil Wayne, but I'm not like. Okay, so, so, I'm at, to, okay like, so I'm trying to
1: think of NR. Okay, Nicki Minaj. Long time ago, the first song I heard of Nicki Minaj was when she did Soldier Boy. She got a dunk. She killed that song. That is my shit. And as soon as they play like the beats of She Got a Dunk, when that they go, I go out, I'm imagining that they're gonna play that. So when I hear the regular version, I'm like, oh, it's It's this one. Or like with Big Sean's song, "S," Nicki Minaj, she's on the remix. So when I'm in places and they play the regular version, I'm confused. So I then end up liking the remix more than I like the original song. Just like with covers, I like the cover or their version better than I like the original song. But LMA wasn't for the shits.
0: Obviously not. She wants her coins. Give her her coins, her pearls, and her earrings. That's what she asked for. I'm just saying. What's wrong <laughs> with that? What is wrong with that?
1: Oh, Jackie, Jackie. And people are in the comments like, "Oh, she um, she started off doing covers and blah blah blah." Yeah, but he
0: got a whole contract now. He's yeah. he's signed to somebody, yeah. okay?
1: And she's making her own music now. She got a point, but you know, I'm interested to see. What he does now. Because now it's going to be for him to go ahead and to push forward. Like, okay, like, she's essentially calling you out. Put your own shit out. And if it is out, I don't hear it on the- It's
0: not even her that's calling her out. It's the fans, too. The fans started it. They was like, well, why can't you make your own music? Stop making covers to everybody's song. So your fans are calling you out, too. Give us some music.
1: I never... I only know him because of covers. I don't know him... I but think then, he
0: has one song that I know. I saw him at um, some little concert. He was he did maybe three or four songs, but I didn't know pretty much any of them because yeah. so I'm not a big Jack Jacky.
1: Um, we don't even know how to say his name right. So <laughs> when I first saw him come on video, I thought it was Quavo, and everybody was posting, "Oh, it's Quavo! It's Quavo! He could sing! He could sing! He could sing!" And I was just like, "Oh, that's Quavo in the car," but <laughs> it's, it was a Quavo. It wasn't. It wasn't Quavo. So yeah. So today, actually, while we were recording this, we were actually watching the Nipsey Hustle funeral, and
0: first of all, let's just say that is how you do a funeral. That yeah. is how you do it. That was well put together. Aside
1: from it not starting on time, but it's okay. Yes.
0: Okay. Okay. Let, okay, let's talk about how it didn't start on time and how every black person pretty much watched it on BET. We were sitting patiently waiting.
1: You know what? I was trying to put... Because Tidal had it for free. You can stream it for free. But Tidal's with the bullshit, okay? They wanted me to go ahead and put my card and I said, no, fuck that. See? So... Thank you, YouTube. And and Google, I just put it in there. But I couldn't get the sound very loud. And then I found out that it was on BET, so I switched it over. But BET was ahead of what I was watching online.
0: Actually, I started watching it on um, ETV Live.
1: Uh Uh-huh.
0: And um, I've been watching it on on there for a good hour. And then BET picked it up. Okay. Because they were, of course, uh, the funeral didn't start on time. Right. But... I I was just sticking with uh et.
1: So what did you think about it? Cause it made me cry. Like I
0: first I, 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 of all, when them children got on that stage, was I was literally crying, literally in tears. Like I'm not sure if that was I don't think that was his son because he has two kids. He has a baby with Lauren London and he has an older daughter. So I'm right. assuming that might be the uncle. I mean, not the uncle, the, the, the nephew. nephew. The nephew. So, the nephew... And then Lauren
1: London has a son of Little Wayne.
0: Right. Who she so,
1: basically raised.
0: So, the nephew got on stage. I think that's the nephew.
1: The one that spoke was yeah. Lauren London's other son. Okay, that's well Lil the... other uh, Little Wayne's son.
0: Okay, oh, oh. Shut my mouth and Yeah, call because me a
1: cat. her and Little Wayne, they had... That's when that year, Little Wayne had, like, four or five babies. hmm And then maybe a year or two later... She got with Nipsey, and they've been together. But so essentially, I I would imagine, looking at the time since they've been together so long, the little boy probably had looked at you know Nipsey as like his father figure. Right. But I was in the car today, and I don't know what made me think about it, and I just started crying. And I was thinking about Lauren, and I was just thinking like, you know, how is? I could never imagine. That and I think the older that I get, the more like sensitive I'm being, and maybe because like I'm near that phase in my life where like I want to be a mom, and then thinking like, damn, I'm 28, Nipsey was 33, like it's really like, it's really hitting me now. Mm-hmm. But I was bawling my eyes out, and then when they brought them cheering out,
0: girl, girl, I, was I was done. done. I was done, and then a the brother got up there,
1: oh, and baby. he was
0: all emotional. I was like, "You better not make a motherfucking snick a snickle that." that but no I was so done. I was but done. first of
1: all, Farrakhan. Okay, I wasn't ready for all of that in a good way. I didn't know that my soul needed what he was bringing. Okay, I didn't know that. I didn't know that I needed that, but he was giving, and now he spoke about you know how. The violence in the community, and you know how we have to do better, and how he referenced the Roland Sixties and Sixty Nines, whatever affiliation he was with, um, with his set, and Janae Ayoku when, A- when she sung, like she got me, and Marsha, oh baby my girl, she get opened
0: it with tears. She yeah. opened the funeral service with me in tears. And then they get the they did the little um his verse right after she sung and I was like, No, I can't do this. No. I cannot but do this. But
1: that's that song, that's on Mariah Carey's Emancipation of Mimi. E equals M C Square. And that's because I'm a super fan, that's why I know that specifically. But <laughs> Girl She Took Me Out and then when Anthony came out there, mm. Brother Man, he was hurt. I felt it. Everybody was, everybody was hurt everybody was
0: hurt and for you motherfuckers that was out here reselling tickets to the goddamn funeral what the fuck
1: is wrong with Calm, you pause and fuck you to the girl who went ahead and who posted while she was there i guess apparently a fight broke out and she fucking posted it and retweeted it so i'm over there looking through the comments and then someone from cnn reached out to her and said hey do we have your permission to reshare this video So I have a couple fuck yous. Fuck you to them niggas that was fighting. Please, like, that is not the time, that is not the place to be fighting. Like, just just cut it out. That's number one. And number two, bitch, why would you go ahead and share that? Why would you share that? And you wonder why they say what they say about us. It's not the time for that. So fuck you to the girl and fuck you to the woman from CNN who went ahead and fucking asked about it disrespectful and all y'all scalping niggas out there the cu- the thing was free it was free so what are you doing
0: it was free because i could This sworn when i was listening to et live entertainment tv or television whatever it's called um they said tickets went on sale
1: no you had to go online to get the ticket like to reserve it so you can get in oh, but it was free it was free I thought it
0: was for because I was like, "Why? Would, I don't even see Nipsey wanting his funeral to charge these people. I would. I don't see him wanting to do for that.
1: What? Right. He's exactly. not
0: benefiting from that. He was one of those people that was helping the community, so I wouldn't think. So I was like, "Why would they even say some shit like that? But
1: whatever. I learned. I can't say that I ever listened to like really listened to his music, but. I didn't expect to be that emotional watching the funeral.
0: I think I can say that for a lot of people. I've yeah. never listened to any of Nipsey Hussle's music mm-hmm. until these last few weeks when he, you know, right. in death.
1: I knew who he was. Yeah. And I heard more of what he
0: did. Right. I've heard um, of more of the actions and the, the community-based right, things that he's done. Right.
1: And I saw his a couple of his interviews. I saw him on The Breakfast Club. And I remember when his album was coming out and, you know... Cardi B, still my girl. I'm glad she took it home. Um, and I just think it's just so unfortunate that right when he was getting ready to really just take off, mm-hmm. his life was cut short. But I'm a firm believer that, and this is just me getting into my, my Bible and my word a little bit. I believe that God sends out certain people in the world for us, and he only gives it to us for a certain amount of time. Mm-hmm. And in that time, and those are the people who, when they pass away, you look at all that they've done.
0: done because the there are some
1: people older than that who, who haven't even accomplished, not even a tenth of what he's accomplished at all. Um. So again, just just prayers to the family. And them kids took me out. And the daughter, she didn't want to speak. And she
0: didn't want to speak. She couldn't do it. And I understand. Yeah. Because when I was at my mom's funeral, you know, they had asked me to talk more about like my mom. And I was standing up there with my sisters. And I literally looked at my sister and I said, don't you ask me to say a motherfucking thing. I will punch you in your face. I don't mm. want to talk. I don't want to talk. I don't want to talk. And then everybody's just begging me to talk, 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 talk. And I'm like, I don't want to. Right. But I still did it. Like, I said a few words and I, I kind of threw it to one of my mom's friends and was like, So, yeah, you want to come up and say a few words? I kind of like passed it off on her because I was like, What do I say?
1: What? And you know when what? When I do think about I say? it,
0: you and- already know.
1: I, I just. I personally have never had to speak at a funeral. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like in that moment, like it's just. I, I'm either gonna go one or two ways. Like I'm either about to fall over and just be just, you're not gonna understand what I'm saying. Or it's just gonna be very just to the point. She, he or her was this, they were that.
0: Now the son. Nipsey Hussle's son and Lauren London's son. Oh, when he boy. took that, Mike, when he, was he, took it, he was like, um, yeah. my daddy is talking to me, and I'm going to let y'all niggas know what he is saying, <laughs> even though y'all can't understand me, my daddy, is te- my daddy is telling me to tell y'all that he is good up in heaven, and yes. he is fine, and thank you for the service, and thank you for coming. Okay. Okay? And mind your business.
1: I wasn't ready for London though, for Lauren when she came out. She, th- she did good. I can definitely I missed, tell she held it together. I'm
0: so mad because on my way here, I wasn't able to see that part. So, I didn't even... So, she... Ahead, she
1: In the obituary, she posted a text message that she sent to him. January, like, 31st or something like that, 23rd. And it was just saying, like, why, basically, like, why she loved him. And the cutest line, she was just like, you're my turnip, but you're also my church. And I was like, oh, my God. And then she, like, she wrote... I'm getting emotional again. She wrote down, like, her stuff, and she was just like, I don't want to... Get emotional up here, whatever it was. Da, 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 da. And then she was just like, you know, I'm going to hold it down. And she said, it breaks my heart because our son is only two and he's not going to remember you anymore. Um, yeah. And, you know, she was literally on there for me. Be like, I wouldn't even stay five minutes. She got in and she got out. And I was watching to see when they got the kids out if she had turned to look at the casket. I don't think she did. I was, I was looking to see that. And I think that's what it was with the little girl because they kept she kept turning and she mm-hmm. wouldn't like face it. Um, and then his mom.
0: Yeah, when mom got up there,
1: I could tell she didn't she didn't go, get
0: her she didn't get her chance to grieve correctly.
1: No, of course not. And I I think she there's one thing in accepting it, mm-hmm. but I don't think it's hit her. Mm -hmm. Because of all that's
0: going on? I honestly think she's just numb right now. She can say all day long, or, you know, I could be wrong. She can say all day long that she has accepted it, she's fine, and all these things. But when my mom passed away, when I tell you, baby, I was numb. Mm -hmm. Like, nothing you said Mm -hmm. made me understand anything. I didn't comprehend anything Mm -hmm. until when I walked into the church and I saw, like, the big picture of my mom's face. And then her urn in front of it. And I was like, this is real.
1: Right. She's
0: not coming back.
1: Right, right, right. You're going to make me emotional. Stop, stop. And Uncle Snoop got up there. Oh, man. But, you know, his brother took me out.
0: Yes.
1: He was shaking. Yes. He was holding that mic tight. Looking like I don't some know Mike if prophet. he didn't know that the mic wasn't going to move. but Look,
0: He looked like some Mike prophet okay. up there. Okay. Oh, oh that was so sad and so emotional
1: yeah he was shaking and his sister did good and then snoop he was very light-hearted with her mm-hmm. he was very light-hearted and i think now that they're going to be um they're supposed to be showing the procession mm-hmm. um and it's supposed to be like 25 miles from that and they're showing mm-hmm. the footage of like people outside and things and you know it's always after the service that people need that time to that's when you really need to be around because that's when essentially the phone call stops. The mm-hmm. flower stops. And
0: it's just you and By your yourself. thoughts. Mm-hmm. Um, I had to... For a very long time, I had to take sleeping uh, sleeping medicine, like NyQuil or ZQuil. Mm-hmm. I couldn't be left alone with the just my thoughts. Mm. Staying up all night and just thinking. One day, I wanted... I, this was before I realized that I needed to take something. Right. I went, like... I stayed up for like five days straight. No sleep, really? no nothing. Mm-hmm. And this was right after I had my daughter. So I had my daughter in August. My mom passed away in October. So I was still within that that um, postpartum type mm-hmm. of area. And it was hard. I, I stayed up for five days straight.
1: How did you deal with that with a newborn though?
0: It was hard because luckily I had my husband to be some support. And then my mother-in-law as well. Right. But I literally would pretend like I was asleep so they wouldn't worry about me because the last thing I wanted to do mm-hmm. was for somebody to worry about me or think about me. Right. But I didn't sleep for five days straight. And he, he's probably listening to this right now like, I didn't know you didn't sleep but for five know what days. But
1: you like, and I, I'm sorry to cut you off, but I think it's important that you talk about it. And I think it's important and it's random that we're having this conversation now, but I think people need to hear it. Because I think a lot of times, like, when people pass away or when people are grieving or when people are going through things, people think there's some, like, kind of cookie-cutter emotion of how people are supposed to handle it. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times, people, we put on a face that we want people to see, but then you really don't know what's going on, what a person is thinking. You don't know what's going on at night. You, even though you're laying in the bed, do you know if they're really sleeping? Are they really resting? Like, are they really, like... Having that moment and then adding into the mix of having a baby, Mm -hmm. having like, you know, your hormones, you know, and then trying to what you're expected to react. And I'm sure people are like, oh, aren't you excited about your baby? And, you know, and it's just like, you don't want to tell people. "Eh, Yeah, not really feeling it right now, but it's some real shit. And I think it needs to be talked about. And I think especially in our community and I think always going back to our strong black women conversation. No one ever really asks us,
0: are we okay? Are mm-hmm.
1: And when people ask, I think sometimes you kind of ask it as, like, a formality. But no one ever really, like, you know, like, how are you really doing? And sometimes I feel like we don't ask, like... I think we ask that as a formality to be polite, but I don't think a lot of times we're really ready to hear what people are going to say. Right. And I'll never forget, I had a teacher in high school, like, who passed away. And... Um, we had the service, or whatever, we had a more sort the school, and I remember going to work at Dunkin' Donuts, <laughs> and her sister came in the drive-thru, and she was just a bee that day. And someone was just like, she is such a bee, and and I was just like, her sister just passed away. And they didn't know that. Right. I knew that, because I knew who she was, and I saw her. But I don't think that people ever, like... Outside looking and you're just thinking, oh, she's being whatever it is. Right. But unless you really know
0: what's going on what's truly, going on. you don't know right. what's going on with that person.
1: And things come in waves. Um, that's another thing I think to mention. And I don't know. Deaths happen in waves. Not all births are happy births. Um, just life. Just just life in general.
0: I would encourage anybody that feels like they need to talk to somebody to find somebody to talk to. Even if it's that good girlfriend that you feel like listens or maybe even seeking a therapist. I feel like for me, I was depressed for maybe two to three years after my mom passed away, but Mm -hmm. I didn't know that it was depression. Everybody's depression shows up differently. Mm -hmm. So I just didn't want to be a mom. I didn't want to be around my daughter. I didn't want to, I didn't want to know her. Right. Because I felt like, it's like an old saying, um, when somebody dies that brings in new life. And at that time when my mom was passing mm-hmm. away, the first thing I thought of was, okay, she, my daughter, is the reason why I'm losing my mom, my best friend. Right. And I couldn't fathom that. I couldn't Right. I couldn't take that. Because right. I'm like, I don't even know you. Right. You being my daughter, this unborn child. I don't even know you. right? But you're taking somebody that I've known for 26, 27 years of life. You're taking right. her life. right? So I didn't want to. Don't be emotional, please. I'm
1: sorry. Y'all, I'm, <laughs> y'all it is that time. And I am just over here sitting silent because I'm over here just tearing up. And I've been crying all day with everything. I but it's did, I didn't
0: I didn't want I didn't want to believe that I was depressed, but I was. Mm-hmm. And it took a lot out of me to actually say, Okay, Arshay, you need to put yourself first. Right. You need to find a therapist. You need to find some outlet. You need to figure out what makes you happy because you're not happy. Right. What is your definition of happy? Right. And I'm still working on what my definition of happy looks like. Right. But I wanted just to know that I took that step. Right. To make a better, to make a better me, to be a right. better wife, to be a better mother. Right. Granted, the relationship with my daughter and my son are are a lot better. Like that little girl is nothing but me. My soul, right there. <laughs> right. She is nothing but me. Right. We are best freaking friends. Granted, she gets on my nerves Meet every now nails. and again. Meet but, nails. Yes, I'd be painting her nails. We'd be talking. We, Manny and Petty. I throw like some little um. On Sundays we do spa day, so I put oh, like so little. Yes, me. I put like little um. What's that stuff called? Lush? No, no, no uh, face mask. It's like a little mud face mask on Aww. her face. Like we do different things like that. But at that time, when I just had her and losing my mom. I did not want to do anything. So I do give kudos to my husband and to my mother-in-law for stepping in and you know being oh,
1: I'm cry some for more. don't. Alex. Okay. All right. All right.
0: People don't know about me. I'm I am a rock on the outside. But on yeah. the inside, yeah. I'm nothing but tears and shambles. Like right. what are you doing with your life, Arshay? Right. And I can hold it really, really well, even when my mom passed away, to see my sisters right. fall apart. Mind you, they're older than me. They're six years older than me. To see my sisters fall apart right in front of me and my husband break down. And I'm literally, I, my brain, something in my brain switched. Right. And it was like, Guessing I'm it. looking at everybody like, why are you crying? Right. What the fuck is wrong with you? Right. She's right here. She's fine. Right. And everybody's just like crying and bawling. I'm like, it's okay. Right. And for that one, for that moment, it's just like my mom soul kind of went into me, and it was just like, okay, Arshay, right. you need to let everybody know that it's going to be okay, right. and it's okay to move on. Right. So right. I had I had to be that rock, and it was. It was a very difficult time. But I kind of want to move on from the subject because I I see you crying and you all emotional over here. So we're going to keep it pushing. In the light, well, not the light, but um, Alex's best friend, Kodak Black, decided that he was going to take (laughs) his black, crispy, crunchy, chocolatey ass onto his live, his IG live, And make some comments about Lauren London. Now, he says, um, he basically is like, I'll give her a year and then I'm like.
1: After that, I'm trying to get at her or whatever.
0: Something to that effect. And after that, it was just nothing but T.I. and the game. So, T.I. basically is like, okay, Kodak Black, you know you're wrong. You need to fix it, that type of thing. Right. But then the game's message was like, nigga, you got her fucked up. You're disrespectful. Respect Nipsey uh, Hussle and his name. And granted, I get where he's coming from, but I don't think all of that needed to happen.
1: Game, you are the same nigga that was disrespecting somebody's wife and somebody's whole mother. You disrespected whether Kim is, she's done what she did in the past, but you disrespected her. She's still somebody's mother. She's still somebody's wife. You're disrespected since since Santana, who is someone's mother and someone seems to be wife. So, for me, I need you to keep that same energy. And when I think about it, and although I think it was fucked up to say of Kodak Black, I wouldn't have done it. I think it was in poor taste. But some of y'all was all hyped up. Oh, he should have done it. Some of y'all niggas, I'm pretty sure... (laughs) Can't, when when y'all homies have passed away or whatever the situation is, I'm sure some of y'all was just like, I mean, now I could just get in there. Or if they break up or whatever the situation is. I'm sure some of y'all have thought that. So everybody's hands ain't clean. Everybody's hands isn't clean.
0: So I do respect one thing that Kodak Black said in his little fake ass apology. He said something to the effect of, if you felt some type of way, you should have reached out to me on my phone. Right. Once again, going back to that Monique situation mm. with Steve Harvey, right. if you felt some type of way, right. granted I shouldn't have said what I said, you should have reached out to me. You yeah. had my phone number instead of doing it on social media. Granted, that's where I fucked up at. I went on social media. Me being Kodak Black and I decided to make comments. I don't know if you heard um in his video, Kodak Black's first video on IG, is somebody in the background saying, Too soon, too soon. Right. And I'm in agreement. Too soon, first of all. Right. Why are you even thinking like that? This man hasn't even been gone for like a whole two weeks yet. What is wrong with you? Then you give a (laughs) whack ass apology talking about, um, Lauren London, if I disrespected you, I'm sorry but I did it. No, that's not how the fuck you apologize. I, and you time, own your shit and say, I'm sorry. whole
1: time, Lauren probably ain't even worried about it. She him. is not chugging oh, for your crispity, girl. But here's the thing that I don't understand, and this whole cancel culture bullshit, whatever, whatever, whatever. So some radio personality was saying that he's canceled, that they're not, no longer gonna play his music. What music? Uh, Kodak Black's music on the What major. song does he have? He's got a few. Really? Yeah. If you probably heard his stuff, but you didn't know that it was him. I don't know. Like but one of his most recent ones, uh, it's the Z shit, it's the Z shit, with Offset, and I think Gucci Mane is in it.
0: Oh, yeah, when I saw it come on, I turned it off. I don't
1: like I it. I don't like it. But, in lieu of cancel culture, why didn't y'all cancel him when he made the comments about dark-skinned women? Hmm. About Kiki Palmer. Why didn't y'all cancel him when he had his alleged rape victims? When he had his, I'm sorry, uh, rape allegation charges. But now all of a sudden you want to cancel him and they have this thing and uh, I read somewhere someone was saying that, you know, the whole time it's not even them, they're not even concerned about, and it has nothing really to do with Lauren and more so has to do with him disrespecting of of Nipsey Nipsey Hussle because they said if that was the case and if it was the disrespect of Lauren being a woman then they would have canceled him a long time ago when he started with the Kiki Palmer stuff so I feel like for me I feel like we as a society we pick and choose what we want to support support and 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 not support and boycott and quote unquote cancel and all the other bullshit but game please I love I I like game but game no
0: like I like me some J C on.
1: But, okay, he was on The reel and they were having a conversation with him and she was just like, as a as a father to a daughter, how do you say those things about Kim Kardashian or, like, Like, how do you say okay, that Okay, so tell stuff? me what, I don't know exactly what he said to Kim Kardashian, what he said so about Kim Kardashian. So, he wrote, Kardashian. in a song, he wrote how, like, he fucked her or whatever it is, and did that same thing with Joe Budden or whatever it was. Joe was just thinking, you know, like, she's moved on. Like, that's how I feel. When people have moved on, and they're not worried about you. What you bringing them up for? For what? And that's always been my thing. Like, this is somebody's whole mother. She's not in the industry no more. Y'all messed around however long ago was, that y'all did. Why are you bringing her up?
0: And why are you name dropping? What are you right. name dropping Like, drop I
1: think for? that's so corny for niggas to do. Like, for what? She's not thinking about... And that's the thing that kills me. She is not thinking about you. She's got more money than you. That's like when Ray J was out there bringing her up. And, like, I hit it first. Kim has more money than you. What you set up... <laughs> Okay, to destroy her or to tear her down or whatever situation is, Kim got more money than you, boo. Her whole family. So I'm confused. What you still bringing it up for? I, I don't. I don't understand it. I don't. Joe Biden and Cincy and they weren't thinking about you. They're not. So what you bringing it up for? That's what I don't understand. Why are you speaking on your dick? Like why? Why are you kissing and telling? Why? i well, too old for that, but whatever. I agree, but I do like
0: me some J.C. on that. I do,
1: because I did like the picture. Mm-hmm. And the, I'm not going to go back there, but y'all don't want to picture your mm-hmm. own I did enjoy mm-hmm. it. um. But all in all, um, I sincerely, I wholeheartedly, I do pray for Lauren London and the family, and I hope that all those people who generally said, I got you, that y'all are genuinely there for her. Right. And that, you know understand that sometimes when people say that they're fine that they're not fine that's just what i would say and uh jealousy and hate is real and that's another thing that i'm going to touch on and the man said that and when i look and i think back to it i wonder what that man eric was what he thinks now about it
0: was nipsey a crip i think so okay because then all the blue makes sense not unless the blue was his favorite color but now all he's of a crip Nip- yeah sense. okay
1: think he's a he's a crip or a blood whatever
0: them flowers that they had up there were just so beautiful the blues the pinks the purples mm-hmm. I, was, I was like you better do it see i i feel like when the mother got up there she kind of lost her way a little bit so she was trying to like scramble and find something to talk about. but i feel like i didn't need to know that she married somebody that abused her in no. domestic violence? Yeah. Um, you, Just say I
1: make a point because I don't feel like we needed to know that. I don't think I didn't need to know that. I don't think I needed to know about the vegan. Right. Um. The, the Jews. The juice. You know what?
0: Everybody grieves in a different way. I felt like, and I don't she, think you're ever
1: prepared for what you're gonna say when you get it there. Right. So she said she alone. couldn't
0: write anything down. I get it because, like I said, with my mom, I didn't want to do that, and I kind of just winged it. But there's, you were confused, like I was confused. Yeah, I was confused. yeah. I think she kind of went a little left and a little long left, and a little long.
1: But okay, I just, you know what? Okay.
0: All right. So I wanted to get sure opinion or yeah, I will say opinion mm-hmm. on colorism within the African American community.
1: Ooh,
0: and when it, more specific when it comes to women.
1: Um. I think it's a big elephant in the room amongst our community. Mm-hmm. Um. Um. And I can definitely say, I don't even know, this is really weird, this is going to sound really crazy, but I, when I was younger, like, I hated, I wish I was darker, like, I wish I was a darker woman, Um, and I can honestly, and I said it before, that I didn't appreciate being a black woman. Or appreciating and understanding that we all look different and came in different shapes, sizes, and colors and backgrounds until college. As weird as that sounds.
0: Okay, so give me some more about that. Like what do you mean?
1: Like so, what
0: didn't you appreciate?
1: Um, so I grew up I told you I grew up in Connecticut and my town was very, very diverse. Um, but a lot of the black guys Boys, whatever it is, like they did not like black girls. They did not like black women. They like Spanish girls. They like if you were biracial or white. And I remember my ex boyfriend literally saying to me, "Um, "If you weren't light, I wouldn't have talked to you." And just to me, like it just it was. I didn't really know how to take that. I didn't know how to take that. Now, uh, how ironic you know, he married other, um, she's still a woman of color, but she married other, but I didn't appreciate being a black girl, I didn't appreciate my hair, I didn't appreciate my skin tone, you know, and one of my best, my best friend, you know, she's darker than me, you know, I, to me, she was just, just absolutely beautiful, like, you know, my sister, she's darker than me, like, she's just absolutely beautiful, like, I saw a darker woman as being, you know, more beautiful, because At the time, like, I didn't necessarily feel that way about myself. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, it wasn't until I went to college and I was talking to somebody else. And I just randomly asked him. I was just like, you know, would you date a white girl? And he was just like, are you, did you really just ask me that? He was just like, I would mess with a white girl, but I would never bring one home. And... When I was younger growing up, like, you know, as a being black, like, you know, my body's a bit more shapely mm-hmm. than others. So I didn't appreciate it until I got to college and, you know, just realizing and just like, you know, like, girl, you are a black girl. Like your body is beautiful. Like your complexion is beautiful. We come in all different shapes, we come into all different colors. That's when I learned to embrace my, my hair, my hair, you know what I mean? Like I didn't have to wear it straight. I didn't have to do this. I didn't have to do that. And I was comfortable with that. And it wasn't until, like, later on, and I would honestly just say most recently, and I think back to myself now, um, where I'm just like, I love being a black girl. I love the skin I'm in. I love that, you know, they say, black don't crack, Because we don't. Because we don't. Because we don't. And I actually feel kind of bad for the black men out there who don't value who don't value black a woman, black woman who feel that way. And it makes me sad. And, I mean, you love who you love, and that's fine and dandy. Um but I'm so thankful and I said so many times, I'm so thankful to my HBCU and I'm so thankful to, you know, just the community that I'm around. And I and I appreciate it because I don't think I definitely had some self-hate. Um and there was a point where I just hated to see like black guys and other people together. But now like I'm for it. I'm for the black love. Like, I love it. Like, I love oh, that you love my love skin. I love that you love. understand and appreciate <laughs> and are accepting to my body. You know, and I love and I get and I appreciate and I accept that you love my hair. And I remember my cousin, she came up to my cousins. that came up to visit me. This was a long time ago. And one of my cousins, you know, she went to a PWI and she was just so insecure about her body. And me and my friend were like, girl, like, your body is popping. Like, people will be out here left and right looking to get you and then my cousin said to her she said you are not a white girl your body is not built like theirs so please stop trying to be like them that is not your body she's like you are beautiful your hair isn't like theirs she said and that's okay and you're beautiful and i don't know
0: i feel like this conversation needs to be had because so i have two sisters and they are darker than I am. My mm-hmm. mom is the same complexion as my sisters. My dad, we have two different fathers. My dad is light-skinned. Mm-hmm. And, of course, I'm light-skinned. So there's a running joke that I used to make with my mom. Like, when I would come and visit her at her house, and she'll be like, Oh, Arshay, go and get me this and this and that. And I'm like, what's wrong with your sis- your daughters that are sitting out in the living room by the kitchen? Why I got to go get it? Right. And I would be like, is it because I'm light-skinned? Because I'm the house nigga? And I would make, like, little jokes like that, not necessarily, you know, thinking about it it until I got older. And not necessarily saying my mom was, like, prejudiced or colorism within the family, but it was just, like, a topic that never, that we never really talk about in our culture. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like I honestly, if I think about it, my inner circle is right now light skin and it's not saying that I don't have any darker female friends. I actually have one. Her name is Coco. Shout out to you. You want a podcast now, boo. Anyway, uh, right. (laughs) Um, I never really thought about it because the friends that I, the three friends at that time that I normally had, they were all light skin or fair skin. Right. And, I never really thought about it until my husband was like, oh, where the light skin crew going? And I'm like, what are you talking about? I don't see color. I don't see, I don't see that. I just see my friends. Right. And I feel like we need to find a way to empower each other as women. Right. Instead of tearing each other down. There's definitely a, a culture like light skin versus dark
1: skin. But you know, it's not just here. It's, it's in other communities, and I know, like in the some part, like you think about Dominican Republic and Haiti. Yeah, it's a social class. Mm-hmm. The darker ones, the who are the Haitians, they are deemed to be the poorer, the 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 lower on the spectrum. Mm-hmm. Um, even in some Asian cultures, you know, the the fairer skin you are, the the higher up on the social social class that you are. And I think it's something that we don't talk about.
0: We don't talk about. I was actually watching this video that was surfacing on Facebook. They were doing something kind of like, um, not Mardi grab. It was just like a party in the Dominican Republic right. where the lighter skin, the the lighter Latin American people, would paint their body in black paint with red lips.
1: Oh, like blackface.
0: Like blackface. Right. And then they had, you know, the darker Dominicans that were protesting. A lot of those people that right. were like the activists, they became uh, missing. They ended up dead. Mm. Different things like that because they just want them to stop doing blackface. Right. And then the lighter Latin Americans would just be like, we're not making fun of them. That's just our culture. We're trying to bring some awareness. But they don't see it as that.
1: No. But, you know, it's funny that you say that because I have a friend in my... while ago, someone said to me, she said, you know, I always felt not as pretty, because people would always say, like, oh, you're pretty for a dark-skinned girl. Yeah. Oh, that's, and I remember when this big, like, Lupita, when Lupita came on to me, like, she's stunning. Issa Rae is stunning. Is, and I really beautiful. hate for people to say she's so pretty for a dark-skinned girl, because I heard that. I heard that growing up, like, oh, someone said was pretty for a dark girl, or, like, you know, "Uh, you're you're pretty black girl because you're light, or whatever it is, like, you know, don't want to be up the sun too much. And for me, it's just, like, Why would you say that?
0: For me, it's like, what do you mean I'm pretty for a black girl or a a dark-skinned girl? girl. What does that mean? Yeah. What does that mean for you to say that to me? What is that saying? What What does that
1: mean? I remember when the memes were going around like light-skinned nigga, dark-skinned nigga. And I'm not Mm -hmm. even gonna lie. Like, some of them were funny. And like, you know, amongst our own, we have our jokes and things like that. Um, But I know for me personally, like when I think about preferences, like there's a big thing like, well, some... Some black men prefer lighter women. And, like, you know, and, and I'm light skinned, and I'm like, I don't even know, I'm offended by this. It'll be, and then, like, I used to have a preference to darker skinned men. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't because of anything, like, personal. It's just, like, that's just
0: what I prefer. What I
1: was attracted to. Right. But it wasn't associated with anything else. But there, I've literally heard people say, like, oh, y'all are going to have cute light skinned babies. Yes, and, and my like, hair is stop. Because I that. my dad is darker and my mom is very light. I just so happen to take out to my mother's complexion. The same thing with my fiance. His father is darker and his mother is lighter. He took out to his mother's complexion. And that means that my child, our child could potentially be darker. Right. And it doesn't, And to me, it's not a question in my mind of anything. That wouldn't make the child any more or less attractive. And I just think it's just... It's sick and it's just disgusting. And I think as, as Black people, we have to learn to appreciate our own. And I never realized, and I don't even know if I want to say to the extreme of like self hate, mm-hmm. but I had it. And I will never forget when he said that, just saying like you know I talk to you because da da da. And I remember saying to him, I was just like you don't like Black girls, and he was so offended by it. And I'm like. I'm not trying to be funny. He was just like, "Whoa, because black girls are, you know, da da And I'm like, "But your mom is black, your sister is black. You do realize that, you know, your child will be biracial. Your child may turn out black. Does that make him or her any less attractive? Like, what, like, what, what will people say? Like, what would you say if someone start begin saying something about your child?" Then?
0: It's definitely something to think about and the conversation needs to definitely continue to happen and go on, but like this has to stop. We can't even we're asking for people to accept us right outside of our race, but we can't even accept ourselves yeah. Yeah. in yeah. our homes, in our families, yeah, in our own backyards. Yeah. So how can they accept us? Yeah. When we can't even accept ourselves. Yeah. And it's
1: Colorism, it's, it's crazy. Like no, nah, I might even say fine when anybody trying to attack me or nothing of the sort. It doesn't matter how you slice it. I'm
0: still a black woman. I might yeah. be light skinned, I might be fair skinned, I might be dark skinned. I know I'm still black when I check that box when it says what's your race or ethnicity. Yeah.
1: Back in the day, some of the sororities, they had something called a paper brown bag. And if you are darker than the bag your hand was darker than the bag then you weren't able, you weren't allowed to be in that sorority. Like that's how it was, um. And it's just to me, I don't like my my family is all different shades, and mm-hmm. I think that's another reason why Rihanna's makeup line was such a big deal. Because before I get to that, let me say this: like my family is Jamaican, right? Mm-hmm. And when I tell people that, they be like, "Oh, like you're a light skinned Jamaican," and I'd be like huh like, what do you even right. like
0: what does that mean what
1: is that are we all supposed to be dark like are we all supposed to like oh you're like i'm just saying like, you're really like for our jamaican and i'm just like hey uh-huh. like what does that mean and then like you think of like um like with rihanna i think why her makeup line was just what it was besides being rihanna was that she didn't just put out that standard okay here's the black girl makeup no like She catered to all of the different shades. Mm -hmm. There were some, at the end of the spectrum, and I'm not heavy into makeup, but I know some women were saying, look, you know, as a darker skinned woman, you know, it was very difficult for me to go ahead and find something Mm -hmm. that was for my complexion. Or, you know, for Hispanic women, for Asian women, for, you know, um, brown women. It was very hard. So I think that was the beauty of her product line. That yes, we are all of color, but we are all different shades of it. Mm -hmm. We are all different shades of it, and that doesn't make me any more or less black because my skin tone is different than what yours is or what hers is. And we all look different, and people... Girl. I think we need to start
0: by what I said was accepting our own selves first. Mm Mm-hmm within our community versus this black and dark skin versus light skinned girl.
1: It doesn't matter. Have you ever seen somebody who bleaches? No. Yo. That shit looks crazy. And it's disgusting and it's like sometimes when I see it I'm like ill. But then I'm also like yo that's sad. That if you anything thought, I need
0: to bleach my armpit because you know after you shave you know Girl anybody adopted. worried
1: about that. <laughs> <laughs> anybody worried about your damn armpit. Worried. I'd be like, "Ooh, I hope they don't think I didn't shower." You know anything. what though? That is like okay. So when people bleach, it's like the bleach doesn't work on your elbows. So if you thought your complexion worked, your elbows tell on you. They, they, they the elbows tell and the knees tell. But I remember mm-hmm. this is kind of on a tangent. I went to get like a electro- electrolysis under my arms because I don't like like you know when you shave it's like darker. Mm-hmm. It just didn't work. It didn't make it no a lot. I had to just accept. Like, bitch, you just you black. That's what's just gonna look like under there. That good old hyper hyperpigmentation. Mm-hmm. Never fails. Hello, hello. They struggle. Aw. And your daughter, um, is she the same complexion as you, or your son, and your daughter, the same complexion?
0: No, my son is a nice little coffee chocolate. Oh, I love it. I love it too. And then my daughter, she's lighter than I am right now, but her- um, I saw her in a little video on her little bike. Girl, she is a saucy one right there, I'm trying to tell you. Oh, let me tell you, if you don't feel like somebody loves you or you don't feel beautiful, go to New York. Walk around. Have all them men, uh, Mommy, A, excuse me, B. I I want to go visit. Yo, my grandfather my mother is from New York, Bronx, New York. So I went to go visit my grandfather because he still lived up there. I stayed up there for like a good two months. Right. And I used to love going places with my cousin. She would take me places. Girl, I have never seen so many men breaking their necks to look and talk and <laughs> girl, I felt so so beautiful. I felt like a nice little uh Up North men are very different.
1: they're very uh blunt. They're, you know what that's so funny like girl we could have had a whole episode on this <laughs> up north people and the dmv people are very very different i say it all the time And no shade to my dmv folks no shade but i told him if i didn't meet him in college i don't think i would ever talk to someone from this area We just just, just different just very different very, explain great. i think guys here are very very full of themselves full of shit uh-huh like they know they look good they got good jobs it and isn't. things like that. Mm-hmm. Very much so. To where it's just like, first, okay, first of all, a lot of y'all be in relationships and y'all are married and y'all over there sleeping around. It's a thing out here. Sleeping with married men. It's a thing out here. That's number one. Number two, um, y'all niggas is too damn pretty. And y'all are just too, these men are very bougie here. Mm-hmm. Like, why are you just like, up versus, you know, Maybe it's I'm a little biased because I'm from the tri-state, but I like the little shit talking, or I used to, because I'm very engaged. Let me just say that out there. Um, but I just feel like we're a little bit more direct, Mm -hmm. and here I feel like we, the people here act like they shit don't stink, and it's just like just that. It's because you got your little government job. That'll make you better than anybody else. Like, because everybody's, every time Dick and Harry over here has a government job. So you ain't nobody important. You ain't nobody special. You I better, you better read us. You just, better read y'all us. Y'all just different. And I just know, just know. I just feel like it's not, I, I don't think people here are very, like, and I've, and grown to love this place but I feel like a lot of people here they're not very authentic like we put on a show for everybody else and it's just like okay you have your job you have your degree you have your whatever but what else do you have like you don't stand out to me so Ooh, she's so I, see. I love y'all though I do I have grown to love this place I think I'm different
0: bit. though what you
1: think but I don't get let me say this PG, <clears throat> I used to live in PG, PG folks are a little different than the DC folks, PG folks, I don't know what it is with y'all, when I was at school, I don't know what it is with y'all, I love the people from Baltimore very much, I love them, I do, like they're just, they, but they're very authentic to me, The turn up, they're very authentic, they're very welcoming, but I feel like from the PG people, they they're just, it's like their own secret society of a club. I get that aspect of it, and then I also get an aspect of, like, y'all think y'all are harder than what y'all are. And a lot of y'all, and I say this back to when I worked at the school, like, y'all, y'all come from two-parent households, and most of your parents have government jobs, so why you feel the need to cut up, and why you feel the need to act like this and dress like that, I don't understand it. And I think that's what I mean when I say, like, I don't get authenticity.
0: So That is true. I will agree with you on that. So let me just tell you this. Back in the day, A lot of people that lived in Maryland Mm -hmm. used to want to be so hood, Mm
1: -hmm. so
0: they would pretend and claim sex in the district. Oh, oh yes! Because people from the district were now moving into Maryland Mm -hmm. to get a better education or to live somewhere better. And they were talking to these people that were from D.C. And they were like, oh, yeah, this is my life. This is what I used to go through. And they were like, oh, where you from? And they, I guess they were embarrassed to claim that they were from Prince George's County, Howard County, whatever, right. whatever it, right. it may be. So that's how all of that started. So right. that, that that I give to you. But I am talking about me. Well, I share about talking about you, friend? I know, I know. But I just wanted to know, am I um, authentical?
1: I would say so. You don't oh, you. you don't give me you don't give me like and maybe again, maybe just the people that I've interacted with and the ones that I've worked with and my sister when she came out here, she was just like, Y'all are something else out here. Like she was like, What is wrong with y'all? Like, why are y'all just so just stank and just and people try to talk about like up north people but here like my first day, my first summer here, I had to take a summer class at PG Community College and me and the girl went at it. And I'm just like, what is wrong with you? You are at work. Be professional. Be, why? Like, and I feel like I just, I just run into the same.
0: Stank attitude. Stank, you
1: are too pretty to be acting like that. Like, why are you doing that? Like, are you trying to, like, stop? And then when we were at school, they used to rap like, all right, they used to be like, MoCo, Baltimore, um, not Baltimore, but Baltimore. Um, Baltimore. Baltimore. And they'd be like, DC, PG. And... When I first heard about PG, I'm gonna be honest with you. I was talking to somebody, and the way he spoke about, oh yeah, because I'm from here, and we don't play no games, and and when I came out here, I was like, oh, you live in a one per- you live in a one family house, you live in a neighborhood, you live oh, in a cul de sac, you live in a cul de sac. Why do y'all stand up with? I was confused, and I guess I'm still confused seven years later. So I don't know. I don't know. I don't get it. Again, when I worked with the kids and I would ask them that, you got two parents in your house. They both work. Either in the government, they work for the school system, or they work for the hospital. Why are you cutting up like that? I don't get it. I don't get it. So I don't know. But that's all I have for you today. Girl, we should have started with that. Because we could have had a whole episode on that. (laughs) Okay? Because I don't understand y'all out here but that's okay that's fine friend i get
0: it i get it it. i don't understand them neither that's why i stay in my house miss southeast
1: yes what
0: day what day but i stay in my house i mind my business and i drink my agua okay but you're
1: doing good keep doing
0: it i'm trying this one (laughs) gallon shit i gotta pee oh well
1: okay what guys i have a music club
0: I didn't even get a chance to ask you. <clears throat> well,
1: I, I brought it up before I forgot it. It just it popped to my mind. Alex, did it. you
0: have a... Well, I'm sorry. Do you have a music plug for us this week? Hello, I have two. Ooh,
1: she, did, she doing work. <laughs> boop, boop. Okay, so the first one is by an artist named Alay, and this song is called Still Mine, featuring Wale. E L H A E. Okay. And the second song is called Always. And it's by Erin Ray featuring Babyface. And it's Erin spelled A-R-I-N, Ray. So check it out. I love them both.
0: Okay. Look at you putting us
1: on every week with some trying. new music. Look trying. at you.
0: All right, guys. So that's it for today's episode. Thanks again for tuning in. Anything else from you, Alex? Nope, nope. All right, guys. Toodles. Bye, guys. Boom. Oh. Oh.